Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory. We give you the adoration. We thank you this morning for the gift of life. We thank you for giving us another opportunity to come and meet in this place, in this manner and in this fashion. We just want to say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus. Amen and amen. Let's give the Lord a hand and praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Remain standing for the reading of the word. I'm reading from St. Mark chapter 10 verse 17 all the way or rather through to 28 and those will be the only verses we'll be reading or that will be the text of the day it reads as follow in the English standard version as you are standing out on a journey a man ran up knelt down before him and asked him good teacher what must I do to inherit eternal life? What must I do to inherit eternal life? Verse 18. Why, why do you call me good? Jesus asked him. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. He quotes. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. Verse 20. He said to him, Teacher, I have kept all this from my youth. 21. Look, looking at him, Jesus loved him and said to him, You lack one thing. Go and sell all you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. But he was dismayed by his demand. And uh, he went away grieving because he had many possessions. 23. Jesus looked around and said to him or to his disciples, How hard it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. 24. The disciples were astonished at his words. Again, Jesus said to them, uh, to them, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. 26. They were even more astonished, saying one another, no, saying to one another, then who can be saved? Who can be saved? 27. Looking at them, Jesus said, With men it is impossible but not with God, because all things are possible with God. 28, Peter began to tell him, look, we have left everything and followed you. Peter began to tell Jesus, look, we have left everything to follow you. Father, bless the word we have read in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. We may be seated. Amen. Hallelujah. Greetings in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. And I greet our friends on YouTube in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And we greet our friends on podcast in the wonderful name 
of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All the podcast platforms. Amen. Whether it's Apple or Spotify or Amazon and Google, whichever you like, we are greeting you in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. While we are at that note, don't forget to follow our podcast, the Pastor A. Chabuse podcast or Abraham Chabuse podcast. And we are on uh, YouTube. It's uh, Believers Runback. You search for that on Google, you'll find us. Amen. And uh, you will be blessed. This message is there. Hallelujah. This was for you people who are in-house and those who are live streaming. God bless you. Try as much as you can to listen all the way to the end. You'll certainly and, and surely be blessed and you will be transformed by the end of this message. Amen. Hallelujah. So I don't want to waste much of your time this morning. I just want to dive straight into the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, those, it's, uh, should I give you a title? No. Let me keep you on suspense. Hallelujah. So we give you the title at the end of the message. So you don't try and work out what I'm going to try and say. Hallelujah. Uh, can I have an amen? Hallelujah. Or rather, in the middle of the message, I'll give you the title. I do have a title. Hallelujah. Amen. That's if I remember to do that. Hallelujah. Otherwise, do your own title. I have no issues whatsoever. But we are starting from verse 17. Hallelujah. As he was setting out on a journey, a man ran up and knelt down before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life. We are sitting with a question this morning from a man. But before we address the question, what I need to just highlight to you this morning. The Bible says, this man ran to Jesus. My question to you this morning, to whom are you running to? Where are you running to? Because I know you are living a very fast-paced life. You are always in a rush. You are always running. And to whom are you running to? When you are in trouble, to whom are you running to? When things don't make sense, where do you run to? Do you run to Jesus? Or do you run to your advisors? Or do you run to your medical practitioners? Or do you run to your sangoma? Or do you run for to... Don't, don't, whatever it is, where do you run to? When finances are not adding up, what do you run to? Do you remember where you left your bo bottle of whiskey? Or do you run to Jesus? When things are not making sense, do you remember your ex? And you run to, towards your ex? Or you run to Jesus? Hallelujah. Because everybody has some kind of coping mechanism. What is your coping mechanism when things don't make sense? My advice is, run to Jesus. Amen. At any given time, run to Jesus. Now, but when things are happening, where do you run to? When you have that new ride, those new set of wheels, where do you head to with your new set of wheels? The graveyard? Or should we say the cemetery? Or do you head to your ex-girlfriend's house just to show him that you have made it finally? They thought you won't make it. Hallelujah. Some of us who come from the township, 
that, that was the inspiration. If you make it, you go and just make several rounds there until the mother sees you, until the dad sees you, until the sibling sees you, until they call her out and tell her that you made your biggest mistake. Look at her. Look at him. It will be you in there. Or do you run to Jesus with your new right? My advice, go to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. When you make your first million rand, who do you run to? To social media with a bank balance or you run to Jesus? And us, hallelujah. But my advice, run to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hey, some of you, you run to social media every time. When things are good, you run to social media. When things are bad, you run to social media. Hallelujah. Actually, the people who are close to you, they are always the last ones to know about what's happening in your life because people get to know before them because they get to know the latest events in your life on Twitter. Even Jesus is the last one to hear. He? But hi, I was not here for that. Hallelujah. I'm here for important news. Hallelujah. Amen. I thought I must just highlight that. Where do you run to? When things are good or bad? And I have one address. Jesus Christ. Whether it's good or bad, we run to Jesus. And the Bible says he knelt before him. And this was a wealthy man, by the way. It's a young, rich ruler here. He was wealthy. And he says, I'm not here for prosperity. Most of you come to this church. I don't think you have issues with money. You have done well in your own right, and I praise God for that. You are not looking for a financial breakthrough or looking for a new house or a new car. You are sharp. And then those who are not sharp, you'll join the rest and be sharp. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. God makes his children prosperous, right? Hallelujah. So, but this man had it all. And he had only one concern here. What must I do to inherit eternal life? We live in a part of the world where most people have the things we admire. And we can't be telling them about prosperity when we tell them about the gospel. All we can do is to tell them about Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Mm. He says, I just want to know one thing. How do I inherit eternal life? Problem with that question. You know what's the problem? He's looking at himself. What he can do for himself. But that's fine. That's fine. Let's leave it. Verse 18. Jesus answers, why do you call me good? Jesus asked him, no one is good except God alone. Look at Jesus. He doesn't answer the question. The young man had called him good teacher, good master. The question was, how do I inherit eternal life. And Jesus does not entertain the question first. He 
tries to channel the young, follow with me, the young man. He says, no one is good. That's a very loaded statement. So if you listen carefully to the message, you'll begin to see that I'll be addressing that. That on our own, we are not good. But let me pass there. Then verse 19 says, you know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Take note, take note. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. Black people will love that last part. Yeah, can I hear loud amens here? Honor your father and your mother. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Can you repeat? Hallelujah. Yes, we like that one. Hallelujah. Honor your father and your mother. Verse 20. He said to him, teacher, I have kept all this from my youth. Let's talk now. Again, Jesus does not really directly answer the question. Hallelujah. He asked him about this, of which he says, I have observed. But I want to draw your attention to this. If you know the Ten Commandments, who knows them? Can I see hands here? Yeah, on YouTube, leave a message if you know the Ten Commandments. Hallelujah. They don't start where Jesus started. He says, do not murder. Go to Exodus chapter 20. It does not start there. That's not the first commandment. He goes right in the middle. Jesus omits certain aspects of the commandment deliberately. When you read this story in the book of Luke, in the book of Matthew, same thing. It's written just like that. He deliberately omits certain parts of the commandment because Jesus is trying to channel this young man to something very important. The first commandment, as you know, is to love God. I get it. It's to have God and to have him alone and no other God and don't have any idols before God. You know that. That's the first one. You can't have any other God except God. That's the first one. But he says, no, don't matter. I thought if you're going to inherit eternal life, he'll start there. That, but he drives him carefully. That first, no one is good except God. Then he says, I want you to be aware if you are going to inherit eternal life. You need to have observed this. And let me tell you, Jesus was drawing the attention of the young men to the, what we call, or rather what I will call, the horizontal aspect of righteousness. I'm going to repeat, you can write it down. He was drawing the young person to the horizontal aspect of righteousness. If you look carefully at this commandment as mentioned by Jesus here, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, don't bear false witness, uh, do not defraud, honor your father and your mother. This has to do with our horizontal relationships. What a horizontal relationship? Your neighbor, me and you, your parents, your children, your colleagues, 
It has to do with your relationship with other people. That's how Jesus answers the young man. He says, do you want to inherit eternal life? How do you relate to people? Hallelujah. How do we say that in English? Hallelujah. Eh? Help me, help me, help me, English-speaking people here. Eh? No, it's not going backstabbing. I get it. Somebody is married to somebody, and then you go and cheat with them. Okay, let's leave that. Let's move on. We are all black. We, we, we are struggling to define this. Those on social media, please unpack it for us. Hallelujah. But the point is, Jesus is talking about how we relate with one another. That are you now living right that you're not doing all those silly things? You're no longer stealing from other people? That's relationship. How do you relate with your neighbor? Do you steal from them or do you give to them? Can you see that? Committing fraud. Your parents, do you honor them? So these are, these are relational aspects of the commandment. Are you with me? So Jesus, in his way of answering his question about inheriting the eternal life, he draws him to the relational aspects of righteousness. And the young man says, when it comes to that say, I, I, I can see him. I can see this young man. And you know, I don't have the physique and the looks for that. I, I could see even his height where I am. I could see that he was there, you know, and uh, with a visible neck and uh, there, you know, uh, strong and chest out and uh, with confidence. Hmm? And he says, sir, those I have kept from my youth with pride and with confidence. He reminds me of a certain apostle or a certain young man called Saul of Tarsus who was persecuting the church who later became an apostle. He later writes in the book of Philippians chapter 3 that uh, I used to have the righteousness of my own, my righteous, when it comes to relational righteousness, I was second to none. I have observed this thing from day one when I was born. I was raised in the right family. I was taken to the right school. When it comes to the protocols of the day, I as Paul, I tick all the boxes. This young man was just like him. I'm a Hebrew of Hebrews. I was trained by the finest of the Pharisees. He says, from day one, from my childhood, Jesus, I have observed that. I never cheated. I never defrauded anyone. I never stole from anyone. I, uh, what was the other one? I, 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 I've, I, I've never borne false witness. I was not a gossiper. He says, he says here, I honor my father and my mother. Month end, I take them my paycheck. 
Hallelujah. I take them groceries. In fact, I bought my mother a Rolls Royce and I bought my, my father a private jet. I have really, really honored my parents. And I can tell you in their old age, my parents actually live in a penthouse. I have honored my parents. I, 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 I can see this young man. Hallelujah. He was not paying lip service. He had done everything. He has done the best for everyone. Even his parents, sounds like most of you. You have honored even your parents. You have done well. My title this morning, one more thing. One more thing. Jesus says to him, yeah, that's not enough. I thought that would be enough. How? You don't steal. You don't murder. You don't defraud people. You don't bear for, for, for false witness. You, you honor your parents. You, you, you do all these things. Jezebel was short, a man. Arwena horizontal. Arwena paraitamunami. Arwena, you follow the law. You, you are seeking righteousness based on the law. And based on the law, that is why you said, I am good. But Jesus says, no one is good except God. Based on our horizontal relationships with people, based on what we discussed here, you don't become right. You will still go to hell if you don't repent, even if you, you don't do these things. We know a lot of people who are good, who, are, who live like saints. Some are actually saints, are called saints. They've done good, you know them, Agiri. I don't have to mention them. You know the people who have done great works. Even during the pandemic, you know the people who are doing good, who are serving the community, who are feeding the community, who are, who are spending their money to make sure that people are surviving the pandemic. You know the people, but that will never qualify them for righteousness. They will never see eternal life based on works. Paul says, I was found with the righteousness of my own based on the law. Then he turns around. He says, but to know the excellency of who Jesus Christ is, I have considered everything that mattered to me to be rubbish. Hallelujah. Because he says, there was this one more thing I let. That I had to come to Jesus. So Jesus is driving this young man to a specific direction. But he's not just driving him. He was doing it for us today. Or if we are going to seek to inherit eternal life. To have righteousness. To have a relationship with God. That it does not start with good works. Good works won't take us far. Washing the feet of people won't take you to heaven. She won't see Jesus because you looked after the sick. That's noble. That's wonderful. Don't stop doing that. Don't misinterpret my message. Continue feeding the poor. Continue honoring your parents. Continue living a godly life by not stealing and all those things. So continue doing what is right. We are not saying don't do that. 
It's very, very important. It's just, it's not sufficient. Because there's one more thing required from you. Uh-huh. One more thing, that's the title. He said, go verse 20. Teacher, I have kept this all from my youth. I'm preaching to people who won't be confident to say this, by the way. You know yourself. I'm not sure if I'll qualify to. Jesus says to a man who's supposed to qualify, says, no, you're not qualified. What about me and you? Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? Let's go to verse 21. Looking at him, Jesus loved him. Jesus is full of love. This message has been preached because Jesus loves you this morning. That's why I'm preaching this message. He loved him and said to him, you lack one thing. One more thing. Go and sell all you have and give to the poor and you'll have treasure in heaven. He says to him, I want to address the object of your worship. I want to address the idols in your life. I want to address the God in your life. You see, Jesus didn't tell him that he has idols. He didn't tell him that he has other gods. He didn't say that. What he says to him skillfully so, he says, go and sell the things you have and give to the poor. You know why? He was guilty as charged on that one. He had a God in his heart. He had an idol in his heart. He was not aware. So Jesus was drawing the attention of the young man to what we call a vertical relationship. Not the horizontal with men. He says, with men you have done well. But when it comes to your relationship with your creator, you failed. You have an idol in your heart. In this case, in the context of this text, his wealth. Most people, the wealth you have and the money you have and the assets you have have become a God in your life. Let me talk now. Let's talk, Bazalwan. You, you like prosperity too much that when we don't preach about prosperity, you don't come back to church because prosperity has become an idol in your life. And Jesus, this morning, he's challenging our hearts. He says, I know you. You have done well horizontally. But when it comes to your relationship with God, you have another God and not God. You have another idol. You treasure something else and not God. So God was saying, have a treasure in heaven and not here on earth. Treasure what is above and and not what is here on earth. He says, you have treasured what is on earth. Hence, you have done all these things, but you have forgotten to lay your treasure in heaven. 
Where your treasure will never rot. Hallelujah. Seek ye the kingdom of God with all its righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. He was saying, you are running to things. You pursue these things. But he's saying, I want you to leave them so that I can add them to you. Hello? That's Jesus for you. He talks to him. He challenges him. He loved him. He says, you have a God in your heart. And we need to address this God in your heart. Before we go far, I just want to call, ask you a question. Let's talk about money this morning. Amen. Wow, we can talk about money. I won't take your money, mama. Don't worry. Hallelujah. I won't. But I want us to talk about money. And not strategies to make money, but I want us to talk about money. It says in the book here, the love of money is the foundation, is the root of all evil. Jesus was addressing that one. That as long your horizontal relationship with God is affected by wealth, in no time you will be doing evil, regardless of how you try. And that is why he says no one is good except God. Let's talk about money. When you get your paycheck, what is the first thing you do with your paycheck. Hallelujah. Somebody says, for sheen. Hallelujah. For sheen just got a free advert right there. Hallelujah. Please send me royalties. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> all right. All right. Did, did you get the point? What else comes? And what else comes? And where is God? In that budget. No, he's not even there. I know you are saying last. I think he's not in the budget. And these are the things we are debating in churches all the time. Let me explain what I mean. My heart sank yesterday when my wife and one of the sisters, yes, uh, Sister Puseleto, phoned me. And they say they were talking to some young girl. And this young girl says, you got to pay me to sing at church. And I says immediately, it's wrong with She's She must not join our band. She must not sing. However, find a way to make sure she gets born again. She belongs to one of the other churches and what, what. We needed somebody to just help with the singing. My heart sank. She's not even a professional musician. You know why it sank? Should I tell you? We are having a bunch of people coming to churches, telling us, you must pay us. Yeah. Fine. But we have another bunch of people that says, you churches, you like money. And we, now we are having two groups of people. Nobody wants to give to the church, right? Let's talk about money. But we have another group of people making a queue after church, wanting money from the church. And my question is, where is this money coming from. You know why? The problem we are sitting with here is the worship of money. We have people who don't want to release the money 
And then we have a people who want to take the money. And Jesus was addressing exactly that. Or some of you leading army. And actually, all of you leading army. Bangang. But and the message is not about, but you are saying your relationship with money is the finest indicator of your relationship with God. Let me leave musicians alone. Do you know how difficult it is to get a guest speaker in a church? I'm just giving you the, the, the laundry out there. How much are you going to give me? It's no longer about preaching the gospel. Because the vertical relationship is not there. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Come clean the church. How much are you going to give me? Hallelujah. Come do sound in the church. How much are you going to give me? Hello. Are you still with me? And that's one group. The other group. You start to see everybody is having a problem with money. If you are not asking for the money, you don't want to give the money. Who shall escape this one? Hey, the Bible says the young man. When you read the verse here, he turned away, he was grieved, he was sad because he was very wealthy and he walked away very sad. When he realizes he's not going to inherit eternal life because his relationship with money was not healthy. What is the value of money to you? Do you value money in such a manner that you are prepared to lose your relationship with God? This young man was prepared. And my advice, never allow money to stand in your way between God and you. Don't allow that. How do I know that? Let me leave church people now. Let's talk to people, the real people. The way you love money so much, you rather do overtime and never go to church to worship. My school man, let's talk about this. You love money so much that even when you are not on shift and on schedule, just so that you can add another zero, you will skip the worship of God just for an additional zero in your bank account. Money is costing you your relationship with God because every week you skip. Every week you don't relate to the saints. Every week you don't worship with the saints. Every day you skip that relationship with them because you are pursuing. In the pursuit of money, you are missing on the relationship with God. The way you love money, what happens is you are always trying to climb the ladder. That Monday to Friday, you don't even have a second to read a verse from the Bible. Let's talk about money. The reason you don't have time to read the Bible is because you love money. If you did not love money, you will make time. Remember? 
You weigh the two. Vest or man. And you choose man. Yeah, you thought that was after the, 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 the musicians. No, I was coming for you. You know that. You know, we are not talking about coming to church here. We are talking about you at home or during your break at work. You rather go and network rather. And God is calling us to repentance. There are times whereby you'll have to walk away from the money in order to establish a relationship with God, a relationship that is solid. Because money is not everything. Hallelujah. Go ask a former founder of April with all the money he had. He passed on because the money could not buy him health. Because health comes from God. Praise God for medical aid. But there comes a time medical aid and money won't help. You will need to seek divine intervention. Of which you'll have to seek God to intervene. God was standing mad. Say, God. And a nagiri this morning. Let's work on our relationship with money. Let's change it. Hallelujah. Amen. Or the next time, when you make decisions, they should not be about the rents and the dollars. They must be about your eternal life. Jesus, he asks, how do I inherit eternal life? When he says, no, it's going to cost you your time of making money. Wash your pants. <laughs> Hallelujah. And don't mean us misunderstand what we are saying. Go out there and work hard. Go there and climb the corporate ladder. Go out there and build the businesses. Go out there and do all that is right, but not at the expense of your relationship with God. That's all I'm trying to say. That's what the Bible is trying to say to you. Rather, not trying to say, that's what the Bible is saying to you. While you are doing this thing, it must not be at the expense of your soul. What will it profit a man to gain the whole world and yet lose their soul? Yeah. Hallelujah. That's what I'm trying to say this morning. You gain everything and lose your soul. Get the balance right. I think you hear the message now. Hey, hey. As much as a good thing, a problem. You have young pastors now, they have sold their souls. All they do is to find ways to milk you. It's no longer about eternal life. They don't preach salvation anymore. They don't talk about repentance from sin anymore. Because when we talk about things like this, you stop coming to church. Let me tell you, stop coming to church if you don't want to hear about repentance. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Hallelujah. Amen. I am not going to sell your soul just for your change. I'm not going to do that. Hallelujah. In this church, we are not going to do that. We are not going to send you to hell just because we want something from you. Keep it until you repent. 
until you live a righteous and a holy life before God. Amen and glory to God. Hallelujah. I say this at the expense of you logging off. Go ahead and log off. Hallelujah. God bless you. Guess what? I'll be still live streaming next week. You get out of the sin. Hallelujah. You repent. You repent and come back to Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible says repentance and the forgiveness of sins must be preached to all people. Hallelujah. We are now afraid to challenge people. Because YouTube will block us. Go ahead and block us. We have to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. That you need to have a, a, a vertical relationship with God. You need to be in right standing with God at any cost. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You came to the right church. They don't care, Pastor. Hallelujah. Lovingly so. Hallelujah. And now I care about your soul. I care about what's going to happen to you one day. Hallelujah. Here on earth, I know you're going to have these things. So those things are not an issue. You are going to have them. But what's going to happen to your soul? The day we come and put your coffin here. And we are preaching to you. We should not be asking if you made it to heaven or you are in hell. We should be rejoicing that a saint has seen the father. We must be rejoicing that this one is with God. Hallelujah. Imagine all the elders in the church, every time they pass on, they go to hell. Imagine. We have to teach you the truth so that you can have a right relationship with God. So that one day you can see him. The only way you'll see him is to have eternal life. The young man asked a very, very important question. When I your question when you come to church, what strategies should I employ to, 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 to get more bitcoins? No, you came to the wrong church. I'm teaching you the strategies to employ to have eternal life. Because that's what matters. We see a bitcoin. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, from time to time, we'll okay? So we'll do, from time to time, we'll give you business advice, career advice, we'll do that, relational advice. But at the end of the day, it's about your soul. It's about eternal life. The Bible says, for God so loved the world so much that he gave its only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. It is about eternal life after all. So the question was on point was on point stop giving us topics and agendas that have nothing to do with the church huh? you, you, you go and read the bible and show us where are the seven steps to success in the bible please show us it's people forcing their ideas into the bible the bible is not about that it's about eternal life. But the Bible says, as you seek the eternal life, as you seek a relationship with God, success is added. Success follows you. You don't run after it. It comes after you. We don't run after money. Money comes after us. These are different principles. Hallelujah. Who is with me? Amen. Hallelujah. Several years ago when we started this church, it was, uh, we had uh, several people. And of course, they've fallen by the wayside, most of them. 
not backsliding, but went wherever they came from, whatever the reason it is. Every time I meet them, me and my wife are the most successful. And at some point, we're at the same level. As while pursuing God, chasing the saving of the souls of men, God added. Amen. Hallelujah. Who, who hears what I'm trying to say? While we were pursuing God, God added. They're still chasing the money that keeps on moving. Where they think they've held it, it moves a little bit. It's like a mirage. It keeps on moving. Hallelujah. They chase the million rand only to discover when you get a million rand does not make you a million a millionaire because it needs to be 15 million today for you to be a millionaire because it has moved now. Hallelujah. 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 I was at the business school and in the first lecture, we had a lot of uh, rich and well-to-do and executives in the class. And uh, these guys, some of them, you know, executives and rich people, they were trying to exert their pressure to the professor to let him know that they know better. And I don't know what they are doing in the class. <laughs> Hello? Uh, those who have been to business school, they know. This guy, they want to give us their CVs before the lecture even starts. And the uh, professor just solved it. He says, before we even go too far, let us just get one thing right. I'm a millionaire as your lecturer, as a professor, and uh, not in rent terms. So please, toe the line and listen to me. I know better. <laughs> the class went quiet because suddenly people realized they're so far away from being real ones. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But, but, but the point I'm trying to say here, these things keep on moving. By the time you catch up with it, it has moved. Hallelujah. You dreamt up to go to northern suburbs. Now the northern suburbs have moved to the middle of Joburg. Kikwabako midstream or whatever. It, it keeps on moving. Just stop chasing the stinks. Hallelujah. Chase God. God does not move. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Hallelujah. Amen. You are busy chasing small sports cars now. Even you have a sports car, they say he has a small car. My sister said that to me. My one's not like I used to have a nice one. Kiki, kiki, tabe, tiki, li, kugoroi, kugoroi ki, koloinyana. Like because it was small, because it needs to be big, because things keep on moving. So just stop chasing the things. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me? Now, but lady penthouse, you and tongue, what, 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 Mudimu Hamuvi, where he was 10 years ago, 100 years ago, 10,000 years ago, eternally so. He's still in the same place. He remains who he is. He's an unmovable God. He says, upon this rock, Peter, the church I will build there because I am building something that is not movable. Chase God. Chase the church. Hey, brother, brother, wait. Let me help you. Let me help you. Matanga, I can't. I can't write my little book. Matanga, I'm going to 
Ashobana SH goes. Tolo Matisa. Matisa Mudimu. Hallelujah. That's why Habahola, we insist on them wearing long dresses. Because but it's horse. But Habalbanyan is fine. So Tolo Matisa didn't totally change. Mudimu ha change. No, no. We have to preach the truth. Because you are losing your soul on something that's going to change. Hallelujah. But can I tell you the truth? In 50 years from today, and let's hear if you still say I'm still nice. Life will have happened. So, but how so So don't sell your soul for the total change. How can I have the brother say amen? How guys? Hallelujah. We had these six packs. And life has happened. So, ladies, stop chasing things that are going away. But God says, my word is eternal. My word will abide forevermore. My word will never change. So Jesus was saying to the young man, put your treasure in heaven where there is no change. There are change and today. What's about ten rand and Rekaboroto before? I think the shop right there is a Rekaboroto ten rand. Because each change she lies in her veil. So Tolom Matisa didn't touch the change. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I hear hallelujahs in the house? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. They are change. Tolom Matisa didn't touch the change. Hallelujah. Oh, no, Matissimo prophet, I get it. Oh, Matissa, copy Doria. Because why? Dintodia change. Maraguya then it. Mudimuta lete mo South Africa. Azang atama. Tolong Matissa fish. Stop chasing these things. They move, they change. Chase what is eternal. Hallelujah. In other words, don't even chase me. Hallelujah. Amen. But I told her one door to Gregging, but I passed a high week. Either in heaven or we live in. Hallelujah. Amen. Mm. Uh, did you get the point though? Let me understand. I get it. Let's chase after God. So Jesus was trying to direct the direction of this young man. I know some people chased. We had friends here in Jobek coming from Santin, going all the way to Deben to some man of God or to some prophet. Now they have to go to prison to see him. Because what? Because he's immovable. Amen. No, my man of God is in Deben. Now, how about Deben? Hallelujah. But you get the point. Did you get the point? But if you had chased God, you'll still be with God today. So chase what is eternal. So Jesus was saying to this young man, put a premium on what matters. And what matters the most is the vertical relationship. Hallelujah. And while you do that, he adds these things. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Mm. Oh, glory to Jesus. Amen. Amen.
Did I only record verse 22? Let's finish up the message. I think it's time up. Yeah, it's almost 10 minutes to go. But he was dismayed by his demand. And he went away grieving because he had many possessions. It's time to let them go. In an exchange for a relationship with Jesus. Do that. I'm doing that. Let them go. Not just man. They're costing you a relationship with God. Hallelujah. And Jesus says, this is difficult. And the disciples, I think in verse 24 there, no, verse 26, they were even more astonished and saying to one another, then who can be saved? But who can be saved? If the standard is this high, who can be saved? Finally, let me get to my point. Because we're not only corrupt, verse 27, wrong. Finally, properly. This is how it reads. Looking at them, Jesus said, with men it is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. This has nothing to do with you getting a new house, a new car, a wife, a new job. Nothing. Look at the text. It's not talking about it. It says salvation is possible. With man, it's impossible to be saved. By yourself, you can't be saved. Through your prophet, you can't be saved. Through man, it's not possible. But with God, it is possible. Jesus was talking about the righteousness of faith that naturally no one can be saved. But we thank God for faith in Jesus Christ. We can have the righteousness. We can have a vertical relationship with the unqualified can be qualified by God. The standard is so high that we can't do it by ourselves. We need God. Everyone needs God. It does not matter who you are, which president, which company leader, or which clan you are, or even if your shoes are red underneath, we don't care. You need Jesus. I'll repeat that. You need Jesus. Because your lifestyle will never save you. Your possessions will never save you. Nothing in this life will save you, but only God. With God, it is possible for a poor person to be saved. With God, it is possible for the rich man to be saved, for the rich woman to be saved, for the professor to be saved, for the judge to be saved, the lawyer, the doctor, the domestic, all of us. In God, with God, it is possible to be saved. In other words, in God, there is eternal life. And outside God, no eternal life, period. Chase God. And as you chase God as a part of an encouragement, the things you are chasing, they'll begin to chase you. Hallelujah. You know, some of, some of you, you are here, 
And then I was given a box. Guess what? It was a coffee machine. I ended up with three. Who gets to have co three coffee machines? And they're all given because they chase you. It's small things, but you end up having things chasing you. Also, as Wednesday, because when you pursue God, these things, they end up, and guess what? No corruption whatsoever. From their good hearts, they say, Mudimu, you are doing a good job. We just we don't know how we can appreciate you. We know you love your coffee. Just have another one. Wabon urata coffee mshangamudi. Utwelezi heneke. That's if like twara before. Hello. So we are not saying these things are wrong. We are saying don't be obsessed about them. Change your object of worship. Change your idol. Change what you treasure. Jesus says, verse 29, I didn't read it. He says, uh, Peter says to, to, to Jesus, look, we have left everything and followed you. You saw it, I get it. Uh, Peter says, we left everything. Remember, he left the fishes. Remember, they had a great catch of fishes and then they, they left everything. Peter reminds Jesus that Jesus, but Jesus says to him, anyone who has left everything and followed me, I'll tell you now, they'll inherit the eternal life, but not only that. I will add family. If you have left your family, I'll add family. If you have left what your job, I'll give you another one. If you had left this and that and that, I will add to you. So we are not preaching a gospel of subtraction here. We are talking about a gospel of multiplication but the God way is done by seeking a, a, a vertical relationship with God. Removing the idols of your heart. Unfortunately, I'll never know what are the idols in your heart. Only you, you know the idols. That's what Jesus was trying to do. Or you can see if you relate well with people. But do you know what's inside your heart? Hallelujah. And Mudimori, let's fix our relationship with him. So that it can be well with us. So that it can go well with you. So that it can go well with your health. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why I say You don't deserve my attention. Right? We don't chase the devil. And you say, Lord, you are a good person. You are a good person. You are a good Chasing God brings you health, wealth, wholeness, peace. All these things get added to you. But you must chase God. As we are about to pray, I just want to say all I did today was just to remind you, follow the teachings of the apostles, follow fellowship, share whatever you have with other people, do all that, but most importantly, work on your relationship with God. And that has to do with what's in your heart. I pray that repentance comes in this church. And it comes in our nation so that there can be revival. I mean, by the show of hands, even online, if you're still there, by show of hands, 
Aren't you tired of these crooked pastors? It needs us to repent as a church. Remember, it's supply and demand. So if you continue demanding the product they're bringing you, they'll keep on being corrupt. But when you start seeking for repentance, God raises a new generation of preachers who are going to do the work of God in truth and in spirit. Can you see how it works? So stop complaining because we demand the things they do. Hallelujah. That every time I preach, I must entertain you. Every time I preach, I must hit the high notes. You don't want me to bring the truth. And I'm saying, let's change how we approach this. Next week, Hallelujah. Amen. Because God wants to repair us. Hallelujah. And it must hit hard. But then he'll come back and hug you and, and so he, he, he'll fix it. Don't worry. Because it's a process. It's a process. It's a process. We are all in this process. I'm also getting saved every day. Salvation is not an event. It is a daily thing. It is a moment by moment. Every day you must work out your salvation. So this message was to help you work out your salvation. Raise your hands. Let's pray. Holy Father, we thank you for the opportunity to share from your word. Jesus, we just want to say thank you so much for allowing us to preach this word in this day and age. We appreciate you. May you bring an awakening in this church. Without repentance, there won't be revival. There won't be any awakening. May you continue by your Holy Spirit, drive this message to the hearts of every man and woman who listened. Until we realize that what matters the most is our relationship with you. Help everybody to realize that Jesus reigns. He wants to reign in, our, in their hearts. He wants to reign in the hearts of our young women, in the, in the hearts of our young men, in the hearts of our children, in the hearts of our parents, in the hearts of our elderly. He wants to reign. He wants to be Lord because Jesus is Lord. I want to help you right now to pray. But before we do that, choir can come to the front. I want us to sing a song. Jomoya, oh, Allah,